The sound you're hearing is 270 people participating in a tournament for the game of Go. This is your co-host, Dr. Jerry Joffe, and I'm attending the 2018 U.S. Go Congress. The sounds you hear around you in this hall are the sounds of competition. You can hear the clanking of stones, slate, and shell onto the wooden boards. People rustling in their seats, shuffling their hair, moving their water bottles. If you listen hard enough, you can hear the sound of people thinking, thinking hard, thinking deeply. U.S. Go Congress is the largest Go event and Go tournament in North America. And while I was here, I had an opportunity to interview several uh, interesting participants. I interviewed tournament directors Nate and Josh. I interviewed well-known Go teacher Yuan Zhou. And I was especially thrilled to be able to interview the most well-known U.S. Go professional, and also the subject of the film, the surrounding game, Andy Liu. So welcome to this episode of the Action Comedy Nerd Show and my visit to the U.S. Go Congress. Worlds are colliding. The Big Bang. Reboot the universe. Come on. It's the Action Comedy Nerd Show. You know it's time for the Action Comedy Nerd Show. This is your host, Dr. Jerry Jaffe, and I'm sitting with uh, my partner and nerd crime and co-host of the podcast, Dan. Hikaru no Dan. Hikaru no Dan. Yes. Uh, that's a, a name in honor of today's episode. An episode I have no, no knowledge on whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, as it turned out... Uh, Last week, I had an opportunity to go to the U.S. Go Congress. While there, I interviewed a few people, and so Dan and I thought we would uh, cut it together and do an episode on Go and the Go Congress. And where was this? Uh, where was the U.S. Uh, Go Congress held at? Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Was anyone historic? Was anyone cosplaying as Abraham Lincoln? There were no Abraham Lincolns, no. although there were a few people wearing those like triangle-pointed hats that right. they wear in Colonial. Just, <laughs> Walking around the halls. I will say we're on the campus of William and Mary College. Okay. That's where the actual event was. And but how many people do you think showed up? Um, I talked to tournament directors, and I don't know what the exact exact final number was, but it was around 400. Okay. That's not bad. The central event of the U.S. Go Congress is the Open Tournament, Okay. Uh, which anyone can register for and play in. So next year I can register and play. Next year, Hikaru no Dan may well be at the U.S. Go Congress playing. Uh, so that tournament this it, year had about 270 players. Okay. I'm guessing they were pretty good. A whole range. Okay. A whole range of players, but from like a very strong to nearly professional to beginners. I didn't think they would have professional people. There are professional Go players, both in the world and in America. Oh. At the Go Congress, they actually have a separate tournament called the Masters Division. In okay. the Masters Division, you have to be above a certain rank. Now, you said in America. I mean, is this game going on like in other countries? Like, is this more popular in, let's say, Japan or Canada? The game of Go was first invented in China. Okay. And it's considered to be around 4,000 years old. Okay. And as such, it's also considered the oldest game that's still played. And how old did you say it is? About 4,000 years Oh, well, it's still younger than my mother-in-law. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. Yes, right. Yeah, right. I've seen his mother-in-law. That's true, actually. No, no, it's not true. <laughs> it is true. Tracy, he said it. <laughs> so it's very popular in China and Japan. Okay. It's certainly significant in East Asia, Korea as well. Certainly more popular than in the United States. And that's where I 
learn to play. Sure. So I lived in Japan for a few years, so yeah. I also do play Go. So if I'm learning from somebody in the United States, I'm really getting the worst teachers in the world. It could be. If you're yeah. learning from me, you could be one of the worst teachers in the world. <laughs> As it happens, there are some good teachers in the world. In fact, one of the people I interviewed is a famous Go teacher based in America called Yuan Zhou. So that'll be one of the interviews you hear. Okay. So there are good Go teachers in America, and there also are professional Go players. And the most famous professional Go player in America is called Andy Liu. And um, I had a chance to interview him as well. Ooh. And if you are a Go enthusiast, you'll know Andy from being in a documentary called The Surrounding Game. Did the documentary make him look good? The documentary made him look human. Okay. And not too bad. Okay. The documentary partially chronicles his efforts to become a professional player. Okay. Well, that's good. So, so we talked about that when I interviewed him. But I will say in East Asia where Go is more popular, there are whole pro ranks of Go players. It's sometimes compared to golf in wow. the sense that there's tournaments and the professionals compete in the tournaments. And those tournaments can be big money, like 100,000, six-digit wow. prizes, things like that. So it uh, can be a pretty serious deal. Yeah, $100,000 yeah. to play a game. Well, you have wow. to win. <laughs> yeah. When you think about it, that's like five-year salary for many Americans. Americans. Yes. <laughs> That these guys win playing a game. That's amazing. Correct. Well, you could say the same thing about golf. Yes. And don't even get me started on basketball. No, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not judging. I'm just no, saying. But it's surprising when you think that it's a board game. Right. That there'd be people who, that there'd be tournaments that have prizes with such large purses. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I didn't know you had a hatred for basketball. <laughs> no, I love basketball. It's my favorite sport, actually. Okay. Go LeBron. Um, I promise. The game of Go has appeared in American television shows and movies sometimes. What show? The most famous example I can think of is the Russell Crowe movie, A Beautiful Mind. Okay. I don't know if you saw that, Dan, or remember I have seen not. It. There's a scene where they play Go in that. Okay. Um, there's some others. For example, there's actually an episode of Arrested Development where they're playing Go. All the words you just said do not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the kind of show that would have a scene. <laughs> yeah. However, the very cheesy, dare I say terrible show, Jag, really had an episode where they played Go as well. Wow. You know what? I bet people who would watch Jag or Arrested Development, people who don't know anything about Go, would think that that show invented Go. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, I yeah. thought The Office invented Second Life <laughs> for like the longest <laughs> time. Yes. Yeah, that sounded that ridiculous. Yeah, and I'll I'll just uh, mention this as well. Besides there being pros, and I said there's like stronger players or weaker sure, sure, players, sure. a beginner player like you, Dan, right now you are a Go player and you have a rank, and your rank is 30Q. And if you were to practice and get better... Thank God I'm not at 40Q. Well, we'll have to test you to be sure. But yes. <laughs> I'm placing it at about 30. Okay. Yeah, but if you were to practice and learn and get better, you your rating would become more like a single-digit number. So like 15Q, 10Q, 5Q. Hmm. And a 1Q is considered the strongest beginner rank. Oh, so like the Q... It's the cue that you want to try to get away from. Correct. Oh. If you become sufficiently strong enough, and not everyone accomplishes this, you transfer to another set of ranks called... P. <laughs> it's funny you would say that because P is the letter that's used for professionals. So if someone is like a 5P, then they're like a fifth rank professional. Wow. Okay. Um, but the other word is Don, like Dan. Right. But you say it with a Japanese accent. Like Don. Hikaru Don. Hikaru no Don. No Don. <laughs> The comparison there is Don ranks are considered similar to black belt. Okay. So like your first degree black belt, second degree black belt, and so on. Yeah. So you can be like a first level Don player, second level Don player. And for amateurs, it goes up to about eight or nine Don. And then at some point, if you're strong enough and can like earn the credentials almost, you mm -hmm. switch to a professional player. Okay. But the strongest amateur, like a seven, eight, nine Don, is considered kind of as strong as a weak pro. Okay. Another thing that's kind of similar to golf, a strong amateur can be almost as good as a weak pro. That's crazy to think about it like yes. that. Wow. Yes. Is this like a game of strategy too? Yes. Okay. It's similar in that sense to chess. Okay. Sometimes people will get snarky or cheeky and say that go is actually harder than chess. Okay. And in some mathematical sense, that's probably true, except that both games are so challenging. It's... It's a pointless comparison. But. At that point, you're just comparing which apple is redder. Correct. But think about is this Is it lighter game. redder or darker redder? <laughs> or people who haven't played Go. Yeah. And I'll put a link to the Wikipedia page for Go so people oh, good. can look up some basic information. But just think about just one, this one fact. A chessboard is 8 by 8, which means there's 64 squares. You follow me so far, don't you, Dan? This is I, like I elementary school so. math. I believe so. Okay. 
A go board. Today I've learned that eight times eight is sixty-four. <laughs> a go board is nineteen by nineteen. Really? Yes. Imagine how much bigger that is. Dan is getting out his pen, doing some quick multiplication. You got your phone. I got stuck on the first one. <laughs> nine times nine is eighty-one. I feel like I should take a picture of this when you're done and put that on this as well. That that there's no way that's going to turn out right. There's yeah. one thousand one hundred sixty-one. No. no. I, I think I'm. I, I think I messed up. How, yeah. wait, how do you not get a one at the end though? Because if it should be having one at the end, I don't know why you got an eleven at the beginning. Okay. Hold you've, on. you've not carried over correctly. Right. Okay, so eight. So far, I'm there. Correct. Okay. Okay. So then I put a zero there. Okay. Nine, one. No, this isn't going to be right either. You're 361. Dan nailed it. Okay. There's 361 places. <laughs> on a, I was just a little off that first time. <laughs> on a go board. So that about three times off. <laughs> yes. So that, just as like a simple math, shows you that the go board is more complicated. Than yeah, absolutely. Board. Holy cow. And then it's like you said, it's like oddly two. enough, there's only four pieces. <laughs> <laughs> there's um, the pieces are black and white stones, and so uh-huh. one player's black and one player's white. And in chess, you get like an army that you move around, and then you capture them. So as the game goes on, there's less pieces on the board. Okay. Same as checkers. Okay. In Go, the board starts off empty, and you take turns putting one stone on the board at a time. Then do you try to capture the other person's stones at a certain point? It's the at a certain point. The main thing is to surround parts of the board and get territory. Okay. So if you surround the corner, maybe you get 20 points. You surround an area here, maybe you get 10 points. So whoever surrounds the most area wins. But while you're doing that, you can capture each other's stones. Okay. And, of course, the fact that you can attack each other and capture each other is where a lot of the excitement of the game comes from. Well, that's cool. I'm definitely looking forward to listening to everybody. All right. Excellent. Well, so I was at the 2018 U.S. Go Congress. I interviewed a couple of the tournament directors. I interviewed well-known Go teacher Yuan Zhou. I interviewed famous American pro Andy Liu. So let's get to the interviews. Dan Brown. Dan, let's go. Dan, no Dan. <laughs> <laughs> This is your host, Dr. Jerry Chaffee, and I'm at the U.S. Go Congress. I'm with one of the directors. He'll explain this in a second. Mr. Nate Eagle. Nate, how are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. What is the official name of this event, like with all the words squeezed into the title? So this is the 34th annual U.S. Go Congress. Our 34th annual. So I'm older than this Go Congress. Uh, That's right. (laughs) I am too, but not by much. Not by much? Okay, you just made it in. And what is your, you're the director, you're the co-director. What do you do here? Yeah, so I mean, we have two directors this year. So I'm okay. co- I'm co-directing it with uh, my friend Diego Pierotet. Okay. Um, who's actually also he's my little brother, technically speaking, because he uh, started with my teacher UN uh, Joe just after I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's like a, a learning tree, the UN Joe tree. Yeah, exactly. And your branch is a little higher. Yep. This year's event is at the College of William and Mary. Why is that? Um, yeah. I mean, when you think go, you don't think. Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> Maybe you do, but the average person doesn't. From now on, the average person will always yeah. <laughs> think that. Yeah. Uh, well, no. It's, uh, so my co-director Diego, um, his daughter went here for her bachelor's and master's, okay. um, and so he just Good got interested her. in uh, this location. As Beautiful a, campus. Yeah, because he sort of fell in love with the with uh, the feel okay. of this place, and so he investigated this as a location. Now, with the annual congress, it loosely ping pongs back and forth east and west. Mm-hmm. That might not be completely precise, but as a generalization. So is this a good location for the eastern half of the country? I would say if in the future, I think it's a little more important than I realized to be really right next to a major airport. Sure. Um, I feel like that makes sense. the attendance has been a little down this year, and I think that's the major yeah. reason. Two years ago, it was in Boston, That's probably. right. And yeah. that was uh, the largest Congress we've ever had. Was it really? Yeah. Well, what's the attendance this year? We had 434 registered. Okay. That's yeah. all right, then. That's all right. Mm-hmm. This, this event attracts a lot of uh, Go enthusiasts and Go players. I think the centerpiece of the event is the open tournament. Yeah. So I've never participated in the open tournament. Have you participated in the open tournament? Yeah, I've done it three years. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, and last year, I think part of the reason they were able to get me to agree to co-direct was because I was feeling great about how well the open went for me. Oh, did it, went, it really? Went six and zero is a one don. Congratulations! Thank you. Congratulations thank you. indeed. Um, six and zero is a one don, and you didn't move up. AGA's got to do something about their rating well, system. Well, I, I was a 1Q, and they let me self-promote into 1Don. So and then you did well so in the tournament. So my goal going into that Congress was just to get right. a true 1Don rating, which I did. Absolutely. And so, yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, the, the, just on wins and losses, one's rank sort of moves slowly in the AGA. 
Well, it's a little hard because the data set is so small. People right. just don't play that many yes. rated games throughout the year. I would say that's doubly so in the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, we're based in Cleveland. Okay. And there's just not that many rated tournaments ever, let alone in a year. Right. It might be one a year if we're willing to drive. Yeah, it's a little hard. Um, yeah. it's, a lot, it's a lot better in D.C. because we, how we have the National yeah. Go Center there now. It's oh, just okay. I didn't even old. know that. And we have monthly tournaments. Yes. Um, so really, people can get in a lot of rated games throughout right. the year there. That's what we need. Yeah. Um, there's the, a movement afoot. I know last year, Pennsylvania had a state go tournament. And they've asked, I mean, they meaning AGA, mm-hmm. has asked some of us in Ohio to have an Ohio state tournament. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good idea. Do we know, is there a, a reason behind this movement? Yeah, so I was not involved in the initial planning of it. Okay. But, so most of what I know is sort of from the outside perspective. Okay. And to me, the biggest potential advantage seems that it's a way to maybe give a little bit of encouragement to state organizers where there's not already a ton of Go activity. But sure. there are a few Go players right. who might um, you know, really be able to start something and sure. get some momentum going there. There's um, one of the attractions of the Go Congress is professional players coming mm-hmm. and hanging out. Are there any... Uh, we don't have to list them all, but just for you as a Go enthusiast, is there anyone here this year that you're particularly excited about? <laughs> you love them all, of course, but... Of course I love them all. But your favorite of the favorites. Well, I, so I can't be, help but be a big fan of Andy Liu. Um, okay. I don't know if you've seen The Surrounding Game. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, it was this documentary that was made by a bunch yes. of local Go players that I actually think is just beautiful. Right. Um, and I actually, I mean, it really means a lot to me, to be honest. Being able to sort of come and follow right. Andy's progress as a pro and see just how strong he's gotten... Uh, is really exciting for me. And actually, uh, this year we had a big event uh, that Facebook sponsored where okay. we had Andy Liu and Ryan Lee, who are okay. two highest rated AGA pros, um, play a, a pair go match okay. against each other with Facebook's Elf Open Go AI as their teammates. <laughs> um, and okay. S- and so uh, I got to have the honor of being the uh, hand for uh, Open Go <laughs> on Andy Liu's side. Sure. So uh, that's the. Uh, com- our computer overlords yeah, exactly. turns you into a puppet. Exactly. All right. No, it does sound exciting. Uh, one, one more uh, question. For I, I have organized GOAT tournaments elsewhere. What would be your advice to someone to organize a GOAT tournament? Like, what's the, the most important thing or the thing that's always forgotten or overlooked? Like, what would be your advice to someone organizing a GOAT tournament? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, uh, you know, one of the core pieces is really getting familiar with Open Gotha, which is really the best tool for um, okay. tournament pairings that we have. Okay. And I was a little off-put at first by its sort of old interface, but it's a really powerful program, and it works great uh, once, you get to, once you get to know it. Um, and the other thing I'd say is that um, the thing I really tried to push this year was adding some digital innovations to it. Okay. So this was the, the, the very first, to my knowledge, okay. uh, American Go tournament where pairings were sent out via text message before okay. the tournament. Okay, um, makes sense. To prevent the sure. rush of people looking at the pairings. Okay. Yes. And I think um, adding these little um, enhancements in a, in a player's experience can make the whole, can, make, can add a smoothness to the experience that it, uh, makes the whole thing better. Not that you need validation for me, but I want to say that is just a great answer. Like I'm <laughs> waiting for something like, you know, have more cheesecake or something. And you have like an actual intelligent, deep answer. So that was a... Uh, really impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, any final words, anything to get off your chest? How's it going this year? How do you feel? I mean, this has been the hardest, most exciting thing I've ever done. And okay. I will say, looking back on the week of it, the thing I'm kind of overwhelmed by is just how many people I've relied on that have come in and solved problems for me and done work. And I just really feel kind of an intense gratitude toward the Go community. Um, well, and we thank you for organizing this event. Yeah. Mr. Nate Eagle. Thanks. Thank you. Well, this is uh, your host, Jerry, back, and I've just bumped into a very famous Go teacher here at the American Go Congress, Yuan Zhou. Yes. Nice uh, to meet nice you. Nice to meet you, Thank Yuan. You. Uh, uh, thanks for agreeing to talk to me for a few uh, minutes. Thank you for interviewing me. So, um, so uh, Yuan teaches Go. He has a website and email, and I'll put that in the description mm-hmm. so you can look him up uh, how to get in touch with him later. Well, let's just find out. So, how's the Go Congress this year? This year is uh, overall very good. Okay. And uh, and uh, very well organized. Okay. A lot of events. People had uh, right. A lot of people I talked right. to had fun. I had fun. Okay. And from top to the bottom. Right. The strong player, the weaker player. Sure. Everybody had a good time. It was, it was right. you know nice location, everything. We're uh. Recording this interview on the last day of the Congress, I happened to watch some of your game in the Masters oh, division. Okay. How did yes. you do this week? Uh, my games, well, the, I, I should say, my result myself is okay. I okay. wasn't 
of course I could be better. Of course. So I was, uh, yeah, win three games. Right. I lost okay. six. Uh, so that was, uh, but, but they are all strong players. Yes, They're yes. They're the best in the yes. North America, so there's nothing to, uh, yes. I mean, to be complaining. I mean, yes, very strong players, including yeah. professional players, yeah. play in this group. The yes, there's yes. two from, one from China, one from yes. Korea, so. Yes. Uh, very strong. They were played the, the best. In the, yeah, the in the Masters team. division is appropriately so kept in a separate room. Yes. And you can feel like a different energy. Ah. Like in that room, it's very intense. Very intense, <laughs> yes. yes. Very quiet. And yes. Quiet, yes, very deep, uh, concentrated and everything, yes. Now, we met because I've met and know a little bit one of your students, Mr. Nate Eagle. Yes. So I told Nate that I was going to ask you if he's a good student. Yeah. So, yes. Tell us the truth. Is, is he a good student? Yes, Nate definitely is a good student. He, uh, yeah, I mean, he's my student, and uh, mm. actually, the other there's a two directors in Congress. Yes. Nate Eagle and Diego. Yes. Uh, they both are my students. Okay. Uh, and that's uh, that's actually one of the one of the main reasons I'm attending this Gold Congress. Okay. They're my student organizing the the big biggest okay. event <laughs> in North America, and uh, I uh, I'm actually also mm -hmm. helping them out. As an event coordinator for some of the event oh, okay. coordination of the event, so I'm also helping. But but I'm proud of them; they are right. really good. And Nate, when I uh, you know first met him, he was uh, uh, in a local club. Right. He was a, a you know, beginner, and uh, you know this couple of years he's been studying well. And now he's in the uh, done levels. Yes. It's like uh, you know if you know the goal done will compare to it's like a black belt now. Yes. Karate <laughs> You know, so he, uh, he's definitely, uh, definitely good. Is there, I'm sure, as a teacher myself, mm -hmm. I'm sure that every student's a different or a little different or very different. Yeah. Do you have like one or two fundamental lessons you try to emphasize with your students? Yes, uh, okay. right. I, when I teach my students, the fundamental part is, uh, is, is basically the, the same for all my students. Okay. Uh, the, you know, the core value of right. that. But I, at the same time, my students they does have different styles. Yes. They can play right. different ways. You right. know, if they as they choose, that's part right. of the uh, the good things about goal. Sure. Is that uh, you have this freedom. Right. You can you can play any any right. way you want. Yes. You know, just like life, you can you can, <laughs> you can have whatever life you want, as long as it makes sense to you, you like it. Right. And it you know it fits the society. It doesn't bother other people. And, uh, so that will be right. fine. So yes. That, do you have one or two fundamentals that you emphasize? Oh yes, yes. Right. Uh, What's one example? One example. So fundamentals. I will always emphasize on them on the uh, life and death. Yes. I. You know, that's one of the fundamental. Have to be do well. Uh, otherwise, the group died. Could be right. Big <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's one. Yes. And uh, uh, also, I I have a fundamental. I tell them how you know teach them how to uh, play in a way that because there's many moves on right. the uh, board. Right. So sometimes it can be confusing. Sure. But the board, if you play. anyone who's listening hasn't played mm -hmm. Go, a chess board is eight by eight. Uh, a Go board is nineteen by nineteen. That's right. So there's three hundred and sixty-one basic options. Yeah. I, for starting to, with the yes. first move. Yes. Uh, every move after that, there's you know, yes. so you go 361 to 360, yes. and like, and there's yes. many variations after yes. that. So I, when trying to teach cue players or beginners, mm -hmm. something I've noticed is that as more moves get played, mm -hmm. there should be less options, mm -hmm. but it becomes more confusing. That's right. Yeah. So right, it's a less empty space. Yes. But there's more branches, very yes. So that's what makes it more complicated. Nate was telling me that you also have some books available through Slate and Shell. Yes. Mm, uh, say something about your books. Right. I uh, yes. I I think I believe I'm the with with most English book out there. Oh really? Yes. Original that you know uh, uh, book not not you know doesn't count the translations. So yes. I'm the uh, you know there's some translate from. Other languages, yes. but from English, original okay. English okay. language uh, book, I, I have the most. Well, I'll make sure to uh, include a link to your books. Yeah, uh, my book actually now, yes, it's, it's Slay and Shell, but Slay and Shell now is working through 
with uh, Amazon. Amazon, yeah. Yeah, so there's it's actually on Amazon, Amazon on demand. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll include a link to that. Yeah, there's about thirty you know, What? Yeah, I'm always as a you know uh, writer myself. I always wonder what uh, inspired you to start writing. Like the first book, what was it that? Uh, yes. Got you um, into it. Right. Well, when I was start writing, basically. At the time, even today, hmm. uh, you know, as you know, Go is very popular in Asian countries, yes. China, Japan, yes. exactly. So there are a lot of books there. Oh yes. But the English, not really right. much book, even today. Yes. And uh, but I was really uh, inspired and right. uh, by uh, and uh, touched by the American Go players. Cause, okay. Because they don't really, as I said, don't have much resources. Yes. But they really try hard and right. learn. So you know, I was touched. So right. I wanted, I want to do something about that, right. and uh, I was, you know, and that, you know, I started writing English books, and uh, and uh, the feedback is right. pretty good. Uh, they love it and all okay. that. So you know, I'll do more. Right. So that's how it oh, started. Excellent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. Well, you're welcome. You're well, welcome. I just want to go. Congress is going on around us. You might hear some noises in the background. Yes. So let's go find some other fun things to do. And I'll just say thank you, UN, for talking to me oh, for a few minutes. Thank you, dear. Okay. So, Hikaru no Dan, where can people go see the Action Comedy Nerd Show live? We are going to be at Toast Place in Menor, Ohio on August 8th. The showtime is at 8.30. Um, you can also see the Action Comedy Nerd Show at Michigan Comic Con in Detroit, Michigan, August 17th and 18th. We are doing two shows, 5 o'clock Friday, 6 o'clock Saturday. We are definitely yep. looking forward to that. Yep. Um, and it has yet to be announced on the website, but we are going to confirm we will be at NyanCon this year. Once again, three years in a row, uh, October 6 at the Lakeland Community College uh, in Kirtland, Ohio. Excellent. So that's uh, three opportunities we know of and uh, watch our website and our uh, Facebook streams to get updates on our appearances and what we're up to. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. I, my, at my very first Go Congress. When was your very first Go Congress? Well, that's a great question. 2000. Nine? Okay, so you've been going eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, maybe 2008 or 2009. I don't have the number yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. But uh, it was interesting because we had a computer play uh, uh, professional for the, the first time right. in a serious match. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a nine-stone game, you know, max, okay. maximum handicap. Okay. And uh, the computer just, uh, uh, you know, the computer barely managed to win by like two points. Okay. And everyone watching thought this was the most incredible <laughs> thing that we had just right. ever seen right. in the entire world. Sure. So what's your role at this year's Congress? I saw you like haunting the master's division room. What were you actually doing up there? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, not only was I uh, haunting it like a, a ghost, I was uh, running the master's division. Okay. So uh, most years you uh, usually will split up the tournament between an open division and a master's division. And generally they'll have separate TDs because the kinds of issues that you might deal with can sometimes be a little bit different. And the master's division, some of the players there sometimes require a... They like a bit more attention. Sure. <laughs> I can hey, let me pause for a second, Josh. We sort of have segued into this as a conversation. Yeah. So anybody who's joining us mid-conversation, let's make it clear who we're talking to. Okay. I'm your host, Jerry, but Josh, what? tell me your name again. Uh, my name is Joshua Lee. Joshua Lee? Yeah. I am, uh, and this year I am the at uh, the 2018 U.S. Go Congress. Okay. I am the Master's Division Tournament Director. Okay, excellent. So in addition to maintaining a separate room and maintaining the egos of some Go Divas. Yes. I say that tongue-in-cheek, by the way. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly but, tongue-in-cheek. But uh, what else goes into that job? <laughs> um, well, I, I guess the hard, you know, the it, it's almost funny. The bigger tasks are some of the easier and more enjoyable ones. You know, the, mm-hmm. the fact that you're managing this room of bunch of play, uh, a bunch of you know top players and you're, sure. you're, you're dealing with the pairings and right. that type of stuff is, uh, I, I personally right. enjoy and I think that's great. The hardest parts are the smallest things. And uh, right. for, for example, um, the players really, really, really like having mm-hmm. bottled water when they right. play. And this is a reasonable concern. Um, sure. you know, they're deep in concentration. They don't want to deal with these, these types of issues. And yeah. so, well, we don't have a, you know, a 200 bottles of water to last <laughs> us the week stored up here. Right. So it, 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 you know, it's like I can just delegate this task. I'm the tournament director. It, right. it be, I don't have a staff. It begins and ends with me. So each morning I get to go out to wa- the local Wawa across the street and just really work out the muscles right. and just lug back like 30 bottles of water back and forth uh, uh, most of the days. So you probably don't know this, or I don't know uh, 
Where where are you from, Josh? Uh, well, I uh, was born here in uh, Virginia. Okay. But uh, grew up for a lot of my uh, childhood in Miami. Okay. And then Orlando, and then moved back to Virginia. Okay. So, I, I just wanted to make the point that no one more than 50 miles from where we're currently sitting knows what a Wawa is. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize for that. It's a CVS. It's a, it's yeah. a convenience store. Convenience store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they have so, gas as well? Uh, some like Wawa, Wawa, some Wawa do, right. some Wawa don't. They right. actually don't really have them exactly where I live in Virginia, okay. but they're, they're close enough that right, we're familiar with them. You probably live more than 50 miles from here. I do live more than 50 <laughs> miles from here, yeah, yeah. See how I deduce that from the given information? Very well done, very thank well you, done. Thank you, thank uh, you. So you have to uh, be in yeah. charge of getting water so every day. So you're getting water every day. Um, but then there's all the little tasks that will uh, appear during the match. For example, you, you know, half your task is carrying a cattle prod and uh, prodding people who, who are talking too loudly by the room because yes. you know, players really like silence. Uh, yep. Then you also have to use a cattle prod to uh, stop players who cross. You know, we have this little blue line on the ground that you know from some of the top tables because people right. will sometimes just swarm around yeah. these top tables and uh, you know it's kind of disturbing to the players. Sure. So little things like that. But then there's uh, the, the really weird questions right. that you never really think about. Um, so what's a weird question? That you well, so about? Uh, one of the weird things you get. So I, I would simultaneously get asked, "The room is too cold." Okay. Uh, the room is too hot. Yes. And oh, these are both about at the same time at the same temperature. Oh yes. And of course, you know, the air is blowing on us too much. And so you look at the vent, and there's this vent that's about like twenty five feet in the air. Right. And it's like, yeah, there's no way this vent is is going to be moved at all. It's it, right. we, we can turn this vent off and get outside humidity in. Right. Or you can deal with a slight breeze. But uh, no, it is kind of fun to be a. Uh, uh, how, how did you wind up with this job of? Wrangling the Masters Division. Um, well, so at last year's uh, uh, U.S. Go Congress, it okay. w where we decided that it would be held in Virginia, okay. I was uh, uh, I'm uh, friends with uh, the uh, director, okay. the co-director of uh, the U.S. Go Congress, and so as soon as that was decided, I, I came up to him and said, "Hey, you know, Nate, I, uh, okay. you know, I'm uh, throw me a position. I will, uh, I, I'm okay. ready to help you out." And so he. Uh, Got back to me and said, "Well, Josh, you know, we can give you. Uh, how would you like to either run? You could run the Open, or we could have you run the Masters, okay. or you can feel other things." I was like, "I would love to run the Masters." Okay. Um, the U.S. Open is uh, <laughs> the U.S. Open is its own mess of trouble. Sure. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I was uh, perfectly happy to run the Masters. I'm sure there's a, a reason, and I predict it has to do with the stronger players. There's less of them. Mm -hmm. But I noticed because my own son plays as a sort of four down plus. Oh yeah. That most of his games in the past two years have been against five and six dons. Yeah. So are they just being mushed together, or is there some logic behind when a four don plays a six don? Yes. So there is. Uh, so it really depends on uh, how you do in your first few rounds. Sure. If you're a four don and you win your first round, um, right. you, it's within the realm of possibility that you could play a five don who lost his uh, his first round. Okay. And so it, it's it's called a McMahon sure. pairing, and it's the same type of system they use in chess and okay. all sorts of other types of uh, uh, right. competitions. And so yeah, it's uh, you can go up a, a division or down. I mean, there are right. four dons here. There's a three don who went five zero his first few rounds, right. and in his final round he was playing a six don, okay, because the six don had uh, uh, lost a few. Sure. And so you can uh, easily do that in the masters division. Though everyone starts out at the same baseline, okay. So you don't really have that kind of uh, bands and playing up and down. Everyone is just considered an so equal. So even just for example, uh -huh. my son's playing as a four don. Yeah. I'm just trying to understand the system. Oh, I'm not of promoting course. my son here. <laughs> just using him as a case study. Yeah, sure. At the end of the, you know, today, the end of the tournament, at the end of the week, his record is, in terms of like first, second, third, yeah. still four dons are compared to four dons? Yeah, so in terms of prizes, yeah, at the four don division, they have a, a just, even though four dons can play five dons, right. in terms of winning in first place and second place, it's just against other four dons. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, I guess it's a little strange in that sense. Right. But uh, yeah, it's just to give players, you know, the idea is that not everyone is perfectly ranked when they enter, right? Sure. You might say that you're four don, but maybe you're oh, a little yeah, bit yeah. stronger than that. Yeah, yeah. And so if you are, it gives you the chance to play up and really right. see what level, you know, you're, you're really at. Uh, you yourself are six don. I am six don. Let me ask you at least two more Josh questions. Oh, hit me. How did you become six don? To How a lowly did... two don like me, that seems like. <laughs> An insurmountable peak. Uh, yeah, how did I become six on? Well, so um, I uh, when I first started playing Go, I guess when I first started really seriously playing Go, I found a local club and I said, you know what, I'm going to try and get better. Sure. Um, so I uh, yeah, don't underestimate that, by the way, because some people it's their hobby, right? And no, they no. just do it for fun. I just decided, and I was maybe you know a mm -hmm. 10Q or 12Q, yep. strong enough that you know you go to the club a few times and you play, but yep. not really that I'd ever seriously said. And I decided, you know right. what. I'm going to try and become good at this. Mm -hmm. And so I, I made, you know, I started to make modest progress, but what really uh, boosted my performance, mm -hmm. I guess, and, and really boosted it was uh, <laughs> when I was in college as a sophomore, I got mono. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and some quarters called the kissing disease, but we refer to it as the getting good at go disease. We'll call it the getting good at go disease here, <laughs> um, regardless of, of any kissing which may or may not have taken place. Um, so regardless, I got it really bad. Okay. And so I was just, I had to medically withdraw for the semester from school. Well, I'm sorry to hear and that. So, yeah, As a and, teacher, I see that happen from time to time. And so I was just floored and stuck in bed for eight weeks maybe. Yeah. I, mean, or maybe yeah. well, I mean, I was probably For weeks and weeks. For many, many weeks, right? Yeah. And so I, I was too weak to do, you know, physical exercise, mm-hmm. very little appetites, mm-hmm. um, nothing really else to do. And so I decided, you know what I would do? I was just going to study Go. Sure. And so I basically had my own little, you know, one month, two month study session for Go, right. and uh, I won. I, I got mm-hmm. myself up to a, you know, a, a, that that really speeded along development. Right. And then after that, it was just um, until I probably got to about three done. Maybe right. I just played a lot. Right. And that, I, I read books and I played a lot. And then finally, when I got to three done, and this was around the time three or four done when I moved to the the DC area. Okay. Back in two thousand ten, I think I was three or four done. And okay. uh, at that point, I decided that uh, you know to make up these uh, final few stones, I I wanted to get a teacher. Okay. Right? So I I I found uh, uh, I got some uh, more uh, focused instruction and sure. got my games reviewed. And yeah, it was just a, a slow yeah. slog. Sure. Up. And so I'm I'm I still have, a very weak sixth hunt. <laughs> well, I have a similar experience just to say when I got to about nine or ten cues when I moved to Japan. Ah. Okay. And I spent about a year, almost like you're in graduate school, like all I did every day for a year is study go. Yeah. And that got me to like the breakthrough to showdown level. Yeah. Including having my friend who's an amateur five don, sort of mentoring me. So I also had a teacher. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you just another spin of the same question. Sure. For the sake of conversation, don't fact check this. I'm two Don. My son is four Don. Okay. You're six Don. Yes. What do you know that me or my son might not know? <laughs> um, oh, geez, that's a tricky question. I, I guess. And, and well, not to let you off the hook. Okay. As a Go player, I know that's a weird abstract question. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining someone listening at home who doesn't understand Go. Right. So I'm trying to give them an insight into Go mm-hmm. as much as anything else. Right. I, I guess so when you really get to the, into the Don levels, I mean, yeah. most people by the time they reach Shodan, they have a, a bare bones understanding right. just in terms of. Uh, you know, th- these are shapes, and this is what life is, yes. and this is how to extend, a- yeah. and that type of stuff. So I, I guess uh, a lot of it moving through the Dons is, well, first off, improving vastly at endgame. Is sure. Big, because endgame, I mean, uh, you know, the, one of my yeah. favorite Go proverbs is, uh, sorry, if, if the rest of Go is like a, a philosophy, right? Uh, endgame is like uh, quantum physics. Okay. Right. It, it, it's not necessarily that one is necessarily harder than the other, but it, they're fundamentally different. Sure. Right? Endgame is some, um, it's, it's almost mathematical. No, in definitely. how precise you can be. And uh, uh, even professionals will tell you that you know one of the biggest gaps between even top-level amateurs right. and professionals right. is endgame because it is just raw study right. that, and practice that will right. get you to that level. So endgame is a part and of it. So well, the first thing, I, so I'm going to piggyback on what you said a oh, couple times and you me. react with your own advice. Of course. One is, I think, getting stronger, even like 2Q to 2Don, yeah. like breakthrough to showdown, is knowing when endgame begins. Yes. So even that, not only insight, but like fine-tunes, like... You probably have a better sense. No, I, let me take probably out of it. You definitively have a better sense of end, when Endgame is even beginning than I do. So yeah, that's the, the, the other. I guess so. The other part of that plays into the Endgame, and that's I guess I would call whole board judgment. Sure. Because when you get to the, you know the one don level or the two don level, right. you have a, a, a fairly sizable database mm-hmm. in your own brain right. in terms of like well these are common sequences that right. go on the board. But just because you know what a, a common sequence right. is doesn't mean you know, the, the board is a very large place. And it doesn't mean just because you have this memorized sequence that other really good players have done in the past, right. it doesn't mean that it's necessarily good right. in a particular circumstance. And so I think a lot of the growth from there is figuring out, well, okay, I have this giant you know, set right. of, of sequences of moves that I know a lot of other players have played, but <laughs> they're all not always good, right. only sometimes. And figuring out on this giant board with over 360 spaces, you know, when specifically is this mm-hmm. particular sequence good is not an easy question, even for you know, even for people at Sixton. Sure. I mean, I, I make all sorts of mistakes like that still. Nate Eagle warned me that you were oh. hilarious and gregarious. Oh my! So I'm so sorry. It, well, his prediction turns out to be true because we've spent over 20 minutes chatting right now, <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to let you go in a minute. But before I do, let me just ask you one last question: How did the Congress go this year? Like, how are you uh. going to remember it? A How am I going to remember? Now, a year from now. Um, I guess what I'll remember most is um, it's a new experience for me this year because every previous year I always competed, whether it was the right. Masters Division or the Open Division. Right. I'd always been a, a competitor on, you know, uh, right. trying to win my games. And this year I didn't get to compete. Right. And so that'll definitely stand out in, in my mind in terms of just a, a, right. a different vantage point. Right. But it was also really interesting because I, I got far more of an inside look and just because, uh, you know, I guess previously I'd always. Um, 
you, you take for granted a lot of the little things, right? The fact that your clock just happens to be there with the stones just set up and the board is there yes. and the emails are sent out and the pairings right. are posted and all these little things and you right. don't even think about right. them. And then suddenly when you're on the back end and you're actually making sure that they actually yes. happen, it becomes a lot more yes. real. So I guess at a minimum, it would give me a greater pre- appreciation right. of, of people who uh, you know will volunteer to run these tournaments. Josh Lee, thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. This is your host, Jerry Jaffe back, and I have the great pleasure, I just bumped into at the GO Congress, American professional player Andy Liu. So who asked me to call him Andy. So Andy, nice to meet you. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you so much, Andy, for agreeing to talk to me for a couple of minutes. Some people might know you from the movie The Surrounding Game, but what I wanted to ask you about is you're an American Go professional. How do you explain that to people who don't know what that is? Like, what is an American Go professional? It's like uh, the game of Go is like 4,000 years old, and uh, they actually had professional Go players like thousands of years ago. It's, yes. it's like a... It's totally a way to make a living, right? And they, okay. but, but here's the thing. Only the Asian countries yes. have um, large professional tournaments every year yes. in China, Korea, and Japan. Yes. And uh, you know, young kids, they actually uh, they can choose you know, to go to go school instead of just right. regular school to become a full-time professional. Yes. Uh, but the AGA is the American Go Association, yes. and they created their own pro system. Okay. I think it was in 2012 or 13, um, okay. one of those years, to, I guess, emulate the professional systems in the Asian mm-hmm. countries. Yes. Now, the, ho- the hope is to um, to also get Westerners uh, strong, like, yes. uh, quickly, uh, to get more sponsorship, and, you yes. know, like, a lot of good things. So I was actually the first one, the first participants. Okay. I was a participant in the very first AGA organized, like, pro tournament. Okay. And I... And I got certified that year so that that's what it means okay. to be an AJ professional. So to get certified yes was there a thing you had to do like win a tournament or pass a test or the certification is a tournament so it's a round robin tournament um, there are eight okay. players and okay everybody pretty much played each other um, until until two people uh, remained standing so it was me and this other Canadian guy okay what became Excellent. pro yeah. and so when uh, you accomplish that goal and now you are an American go professional other things you can do, and you know, as we might say in college, rights are privileges that go with being a go professional in America. Yeah, so um, so there are like uh, major professional tournaments in the Asian countries. Okay. Um, every year, like several. Okay. And uh, they come with a large prize pool. Okay. Um, and, and you participate in some of them now. Uh, well, see, um, in, in the Asian countries, you have to like fight through like many rounds of preliminaries yes. to even get a spot. But yes. you know, for diplomatic right. reasons, uh, the right. we- Western countries get to send like two pros over usually. Sure. And so we get like first dibs on that. Okay. Yeah, because we're like AGA pros, okay. right? Yeah. Is there any event you've gone to so far that you think has been just like your favorite, or what's the most exciting tournament you've participated in? Well, I participate in a lot of tournaments, sure. so they kind of like, blend together. Oh, after yes, a while. they do, um, don't they? They really do. Um, okay. So. But I, I definitely had the pleasure of going to China a few times okay. to play in like large international okay. tournaments for sure. There's the there's the In Cup. Okay. The In Cup I played in that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, my actually my first round opponent was the very same Korean pro who okay. lost to AlphaGo in like okay. the historic uh, five match round. Right. So I played that guy. Least at all. Yes. Exactly. It was a great honor. Okay. I, I lost, but it was a great experience. Sure. Also, the In Cup only comes okay. around every every four years. Okay. Yes. So when I, I lived in Japan for four years, played Go, and there would be pros around. They would like come to clubs and do lessons. They would do simuls in salons and things like that. Do you do those sorts of things? I didn't do them as much in the past, but I'm working on that. So <laughs> okay. I, I, I already have a few new students here. Okay. Uh, a few friends that I made at this congress. Do you, have, do you have a website? No. no. Okay. Well, we want to be able to find you so we can become your students. Uh, that'd be uh, totally great. So um, I think my email should... Uh, Okay, well, I'll, def- check, yeah. I'll find that out later now, included in the link. Yeah, for sure. For Let me sure. ask you just one more question. Yeah. As an accomplished Go player, yeah. if there was a beginner, either a young person or a Q player, beginner level player, do you have like a, what's one good piece of advice? Okay, this question, uh, you know, you ask 10 different people, they're going to give like 10 different answers. Right, of course, on 10 different days too. There you go. <laughs> um, and uh, my advice yes. is to... Uh, so there's, uh, there's a lot of AIs, like super strong AIs yes. around, and, and some of them are open source and available for download. So okay. my advice is uh, 
players of any strength, you know, they should definitely download like uh, AI and okay. review their games to the AI. Um, okay. It's it's really easy to use and pretty much um, it won't only just like review your moves. Right. It can review any move that you can even conceive of, like moves sure. that you thought were bad. Right. They might actually be good. Moves that you okay. never thought playing. You know, like the, the AI is gonna you know will broaden your horizons and right. teach you a lot. For okay. Sure. Yeah, well, Andy, it's great advice and thank you for spending a few minutes with me. I really appreciate you. All right, thank you very much. Thanks for the interview. No, thank you, Andy. Well, so those are the interviews that I, uh, your co-host, Dr. Jerry Jaffe, recorded at the 2018 U.S. Go Congress. Good hey, interviews. Colin, no, Dan, interviews. what did you think? What did you think? I, uh, I was definitely very interested. Uh -huh. I, uh, I definitely learned a lot okay. from uh, all the people that you interviewed here. Very right. interesting. Um, the one thing that was brought up that I'm still a little confused on is AlphaGo. I don't know if maybe I missed something. Sure. Or, or what was AlphaGo again? AlphaGo. Thanks uh, for picking up on that, Dan, yeah. actually. Just in case anyone... Anyone who's a Go enthusiast definitely knows, but if you don't know that much about Go, you might not be aware of this. AlphaGo is the name of the computer program, or the AI, that mastered the game of Go. Like Will Smith. Like Will Smith, but even better than Will Smith. I really hope it, Will Smith was an AI. I'm about 90% <laughs> sure on that joke. <laughs> AI? My jokes no. are a lot like Fox News. He you was, believe something and then you hope it's fact. Will Smith was an iRobot. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> Jude Law was an AI. Well, I'm going to have to send out a retraction on that one. <laughs> Check our Facebook page tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Fact-checking people's jokes are very gauche. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, AlphaGo is a big deal, almost like an earthquake in the world of Go, because for many years, decades, it was considered the holy grail of AI training because you could teach AIs and computer programs to play games like chess or checkers or card games. But Go is significantly more complicated and so it was just considered harder to train a, a computer program to handle that especially at like professional levels a, a bunch of years ago there were some computer programs that finally beat some professional chess players right and then a few years ago there was the computer program that beat the jeopardy champions right and even when that happened i being sarcastic and a go player said Get back to me when they have a program that can beat a professional Go player. And they just made the That's program. what AlphaGo is. AlphaGo is a program that's strong enough to beat professional, world's best Go players. Wow. And so... I mean, are the players still beating the computer at this point? Or, I mean, right now, with the computer's kind of proven its dominance. The computers have proven their dominance. Wow. If, if you have, like, the top programs like AlphaGo, humans cannot beat them. Wow. So what's actually happened is, and this is something that Andy mentioned in the interview... He said players should use AI to study Go to get stronger. Hmm. So now the AIs are teaching us how to play Go better. Wow. <laughs> and that's even like a professional Go player saying. I'd be really interested to see the professional Go player. Like how much, I do apologize with Go again. Is it one-on-one? -on -one? Yes, it's a one-on-one. It's, a one -on -one. it's, so it's, a, so it's not like yeah. four people can team up against a computer and nope. the computer's got to try to outsmart but them all. they did mention, Nate actually mentioned that as one of the tournament directors. Right, right, right. That they did a... a uh, a game for fun where they had two professional players playing and what's called pair go. Right. So pair go is a fun game it's where you have a partner and you alternate going and it's kind of considered social go. There were pair go tournaments at the U.S. Go Congress, by the way, and my son won one of the pair go tournaments, actually. Mm -hmm. So they had, a, they had an exhibit or an exhibition game where two professionals played pair go, but their partners were both AIs. Hmm to see how like they would mix and mingle. Sure. And uh, I didn't actually see the results of that, but it was one of these exciting and fun side events of sure, the U.S. Sure. Go Congress, which Nate mentioned when I was interviewing him. Wow. So that's what AlphaGo is. Wow. I will definitely be looking more into that. Yeah. Um, I definitely think you have a new Go player on your hands. <laughs> I uh, am going to start reading up on this, and then maybe next year I'll wind up in Williamsburg, um, yes. and I will, be a, I will no longer be a Q30. I will be a... P1. <laughs> Stranger things have happened, but yeah. um, for your benefit, Dan, and for anyone who might be listening, if you want to go to the 2019 U.S. Go Congress, do not go to Williamsburg. Go yeah. to Madison, Wisconsin. I might go to Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> That's where it's going to be held. Nope, I'm going back to Williamsburg, <laughs> and I will be the best Go player there that weekend. The funny thing is, besides the fact that would be true, is and I think <laughs> this came up in my conversation with Nate. They actually had it at Williamsburg either four or six years ago. 
So maybe if you wait long enough, it will come back. It will come back around. <laughs> but it does move cities. It's like the All Star Game. Yes. It just it makes its it makes its rounds yes. and then hopefully comes back to your town. Uh, I just want to say I had a good time with you as Go Congress. It was my first time going. Yeah. Um, if you're a Go enthusiast, it's actually literally just exciting to see hundreds of people playing Go at the same time. Very cool. Especially in the United States. In Japan, in China, there are salons and halls you could go to and clubs where you might see like hundreds of people playing. Sure. But like the Cleveland Go Club, there's typically like eight people there. Yeah. So to be able to go from eight to 270. Yeah. It's a, it's and I can exciting. just keep beating those eight people. <laughs> yes. Well, Dan, come along to the Cleveland Go Club some night. Or if anyone else wants to learn to play Go, just email me and I'll get you started or contact Yuan Zhou, one of America's top Go teachers. Um, hey, Dan, let's make sure we don't forget to say some thank yous. I'm going to start. I want to thank uh, the Barnes & Noble and Mentor and the manager, Chad, for letting us record this part of the podcast here today. And then I'm going to go ahead and thank Jeff Gerhardt. Uh, Gerhardt. Sorry, Jeff. I, I, every time I do this, I screw up your name. Thank <laughs> you, Jeff, uh, for making the music to our show. Yes, he's a very talented musician. He helps us with sort of the audio engineering, kind of an assistant producer as well. And on behalf of Jerry, I want to thank the directors of, uh, of U.S. Go Congress uh, for letting Jerry come along and have some fun and yep. record the podcast. Um, we appreciate that, and thank you for giving us an interesting show. Yep. Nate really helped me meet people to interview. Josh introduced me to Andy Liu so I could introduce him. So just thank – without their support, I couldn't have done these interviews. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that at least once. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Dan, for doing that. And remember, you can like us on Facebook, you can like us on Twitter, you can like us on iTunes, you can email us. So please let us know what you think and Stitcher. keep in touch. Don't forget about Stitcher. We're on Stitcher, we're on Podbean. We're, we're on all the platforms where all the cool kids are. So Except Podcast One. Podcast One. Well, we're not. We're not that cool yet. Not that cool yet. Okay. They have to invite you to be that cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's it for now. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you. Worlds are colliding. The Big Bang. Reboot the universe. Come on. It's the Action Comedy Nerd Show. Yeah, Jaffe. People often say wrong. Jaffe or, yeah, or something. Jaffe. 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 Jerry Jaffe.